Good morning. You are now in tune to Women Camp. Thank you for joining the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Women Camp is a broadcast designed to inspire, motivate, and encourage women of all ages, shapes, colors, and sizes. We are all sisters, here to be courageous, anointed, mighty, and powerful. Stay tuned and join the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Good morning, guys, and thank you for joining the conversation today. As you know, during these months of June and July, we've been airing a few of our favorites here on Women Camp, talking about women leadership and relationships, and it's been so, so powerful these last six months that we've been joining you here on Women Camp that we wanted to take the opportunity to share a couple of our favorites as we prepare to upgrade our show in August. So I'm really excited to share these with you. I hope that they are refreshing that vigor, that excitement about Women Camp and what we represent. This is your host, Servola Frazier, saying thank you for sticking with us and thank you for joining the conversation. Stay tuned. So excited to start this new series about kingdom women leadership. You know, and our topic today is on you were called to lead. You know, a lot of times in our society, we have transitioned as women to being selected to be those who will be called upon to lead. And uh, there's been a lot of, of confusion, I would say, in that way about whether women can lead or, or how even women should lead. And and not to, to complicate it anymore, but I believe that God has called women to lead. I believe that there there have been examples in Scripture that show that God used women to lead his people and uses us to to be those tools or those vessels of honor that he's pleased with. Amen, amen. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for blessing and keeping us and, and giving us this great opportunity to be able to come before men and women everywhere to listen in as we discuss your word, oh God, and as we just actually just go before you and in, in, in interpreting your word and, 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 and revealing our revelation and knowledge that comes unto us, unto your people. We ask, Father, that you would touch in this day, even concerning this month, this lesson, and the study lesson of kingdom, women leadership. We ask, Father, that you would bless us, that you will cause such an awakening to come to pass, oh God, that lives will be touched and filled and strengthened and built, oh God. We thank you even now for every man, woman, boy, and girl. We thank you, Father, for those leading ladies. We thank you for the leading men that allow them to help to be the leading ladies. We thank you, Father, for blessing and keeping us. We thank you, Father, for just working all things together for the good. And, Father, for we are forever give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for the revelation that will come forth in such abundance this month through us going into studying your word and revealing your word unto your people. We thank you even now. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Touch like never before. And we ask this in your son Jesus' name because we are called to lead. Amen. 
Amen, amen, amen. All right, I'm excited. You know, this topic, women in leadership, is, is you know, one of those topics that, that gets a lot of challenge in the body of Christ, and not to bring up the dust or the dirt of the body of Christ, but it's not just in the in the church, but it's, it's even in the professional environment. And I remember reading a book by um, Dr. Miles Monroe in talking about the purpose of woman. And if you haven't had the opportunity to read that book, I would recommend that as a book for you as a woman, a woman in leadership, or just a woman, period, to read that book, The Power and the Purpose of Woman. And that book really opens you up to understanding God's plan for women and understanding the role that we play and really understanding how God has even chosen us to lead and recognizing his plan in us leading and in us doing what he's called us to do. So today we take our 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 topic of discussion from from the book of Esther. And I love this book. Uh it's one of one of my favorite, it's not my most favorite book of the Bible, but it is one of my favorite books of the Bible. <laughs> and and I love it because of the journey that Esther had to take and I believe that everyone every woman has that journey. Whether we understand it, whether we call it that journey or not, but every one of us have that journey. And we're going to take our, our, our place in Esther, the fourth chapter today, where Esther, I'm just going to summarize it, and then I've got one focal scripture to read with us. And this is, Esther has already gone through this 12-month-long process to prepare herself to be uh, presented to the king. And the king was deciding who was he going to have to be his wife to replace his wife that was rebellious and and disrespectful to him and so he put out a call to bring all the virgins together from the land and for them uh for a virgin to be selected and and esther was selected to be one of those maidens who would have the opportunity to to in a sense be in this contest to be determined of whether she would be the king's wife and then ultimately she she was selected to be the king's wife and in throughout all of this, there was something else going on in the background where there there was uh, her uncle, Mordecai, and there was an enemy of her people, Haman. Mm-hmm. And, and we find in this whole story how Haman had been building up a case to come against the children of Israel or the Israelites or the Hebrews at that time. And, and so it came to the point to where he had – convinced or he's trying to convince the king to to kill off the Jews. And so Mordecai had gotten wind of it. He knew that his niece was was the king's wife. And so he had petitioned her to go and to talk to the king on behalf of her people. And Esther was as hesitant. She was, you know, telling him, you know what the rules are. Uh, you know, I, I'm the queen, but if I go before the king and he hasn't beckoned me, then I could be killed. Mm-hmm. And so we find here in verse the, the fourth chapter of Esther and the 14th verse where it says, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou father, but thy and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth? whether thou art come to the kingdom or such a time as this. Mm, And these are the words of Mordecai to Esther, saying to her, look, 
if you decide that you're going to hold your peace, yes, I know you, you, you're basically sacrificing or you have the potential of sacrificing your life for your people. And, and if you choose not to do it, then God's going to, he's going to give us another deliverer because he's faithful to his people. But you and your father's house will be destroyed. Mm. And then he said at the end, think about it. What if God orchestrated it for you to come forth into the kingdom at this time to lead the people and to deliver it? And so that's where we're going to take our basis today. You know, you were called to lead. And many times as women, we are, God is placing us in a situation to lead. And we are very reluctant, Dr. Charlene and Prophet Samantha, Mm -hmm. We're very, we can be very reluctant like Esther, you know, because the challenge is great. You know, it, it seems a bit awaited, meaning it, it seems too heavy. Um, it seems that, you know, we are not prepared or we don't recognize our value or our influence. And I'm not going to dive overly into influence because as a topic of discussion for, we tend to, to back, back away from leadership. For, for many different reasons. Uh, you know, share some of the reasons why you all have uh, kind of, uh, of been hesitant, you know, because I think that sometimes, you know, as women of faith, when we look at other women that God has blessed to, to achieve or to do things, we tend to feel like they don't have a struggle or, or they seem to be comfortable in their own skin wherever they are. And, and sometimes that's just a false reality. Sometimes we we do experience fear, and, and we could be experiencing fear at that very moment that, mm-hmm. you know, we're being, we're being commissioned to go forth and do something, you know. So let's, let's share a little bit of those experiences with, with our audience today of the things that we have experienced challenges with where God was pushing us forward to lead, and we were like, oh, I don't know about that, you know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not signing up for that one. <laughs> Dr. Charlene. Amen. I think that is so real, Prophetess, uh, with how you uh, just stated that, that we get into that state of, uh, I don't know, I don't know if God has taught me to do that, you know. And yeah. uh, I can I can really be a witness to that when the Lord first was uh, uh, placing upon my heart to do specific things in ministry. And at the time, uh, I was really, 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 you know, fearful for even saying anything or acting on what God had even given me to act on. And, um, you know, being soft-spoken and easygoing and everything, uh, I, I, you know, I went to my husband and I said, you know, I, I believe the Lord want us to do da 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 you know, such and such and such and such and such, right? And he said, right. oh, yeah? <laughs> you know, and when he said, oh, yeah, it was like, oh, God, is he really here? What I'm saying, you know, and then he says, okay, all right, we're going to do that, <laughs> you know? And I was, right. I was really shocked that, you know, he, he, he just took what I said and just went with it, and the Lord blessed tremendously. Um and it really just opened me up even the more at that time to just start, you know, just giving what God had given me to say. And it started out with just me just giving input, you know, into things to do in ministry. And then it built from me just giving input to doing things, you know, in ministry to where I was actually 
the presenter. I was actually, you know, standing before the people. I was actually, you know, going forth in ministry. I was actually, you know, uh, 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 just doing, you know, ministry work and didn't even realize that I had been struck, you know, just, you know, thrust forward. It was, it was, it was just amazing. And, and, and to, 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 to tap it all off, the thing that it was, it was fear. It was fear that was a hindrance to cause me to even open my mouth, even share, yes. you know, even what I perceived that God was saying, you know, for things to, you know, for us to do specific things in ministry. And that fear, you know, you know, we talked about that before, that false evidence appearing real. You know, that fear is what, you know, causes us to see that, you know, see things that God is not even showing us. It, it causes us to see doubt. It causes us to see that, you know, oh, that's not going to work. You know, there's no sense in you even saying that or even, you're, you're even doing that. So it was the, the, the first initial step of just, just, just sharing uh, what I right. see that God had given me. And once I did that, it just opened the door for so many other things. And I truly thank God for that. And I believe that that's the process that really started with Esther as well. It took that obedience through the purification stage that she had to go through for the 12 months of, of being trained and being adorned and showing how to present herself that brought forth that grace and favor unto her, uh, unto the king. And that's what we have to, you know, as women have to realize that we have to be obedient unto God's word. You know, and go forth into that purification stage, getting ourselves ready, you know, studying and, and, and getting understanding of the word, you know, in our quiet time. And then we will see that as we begin to go forth, that that grace and favor and wisdom and knowledge would just explode out of our lives. It would just emanate from us, you know, all over the place. Amen. When we step in the room, everybody will look, oh, okay, I want to hear what she has to say, you know. And that's how awesome. God operates. And you know, it, with us as as women, you know, of God, so that fear has Amen. to go, and then we can go forth. Amen. Prophet Samantha, you know, example from you where God has challenged you to to lead, and and you may have been reluctant to to embrace that that call. Amen. <laughs> Good morning, uh, Prophet Savola and Pastor Charlene. It's, it's such an honor and a privilege, as I said, every every time to be able to be. Uh, on this segment with you all, uh, that that question and, and Prophet Savola, you've been hitting it. I know you've been in the throne room of God because you've been on it every single Saturday <laughs> to come on this line. But one of the things I remember, and I remember this so vividly, I remember uh, coming to in the church back then. Was I remember coming to Faith Life, and I remember it, I just started coming, and I remember there was an ordination service, and the the uh, the the pulpit area was filled with those who were being ordained. They were lined wow, up across yep. the front of the room. And I remember My sitting God. there saying, Lord, but how can you have room for me? How can how wow. can you have room for me? And I remember Jesus. thinking, maybe this isn't the place. Maybe I'm supposed to go somewhere else because I was in that phase where I needed to go through the purification process, where I needed to go through the training process and learn how to come before the king in order to use the gifts that he had given me. And I said, but there are too many people here. How can how can right. you be calling me here? And I remember God saying, you stay right here. And so as I begun to do what God called me to do, the first thing was that I had to be submitted. 
When you are called mm-hmm. to lead, you first have to learn how to submit. You first have to right. learn how to say where God called you to be, no matter what comes your way, no matter how the wind blows, this is where God called me to be, and this is where I'm going to learn to lead. And so, yeah. but, but that first requires me to learn how to follow, amen? And so as I, as I stayed there and I, I began to see how God made room for me, how he made room for me to be to be trained. How he made room for me to be to uh to learn how to how to come before the king, how to hear the voice of the king, how to how to lead in the midst of a people who may or may not think that you are called to lead. But it doesn't matter because when the Bible says uh, many are called but few are chosen, there are so many that are called to come into the presence of God. And that scripture is in Matthew uh, chapter 22, verse 14. There are so many who are called to come into the presence of God, so many who God is saying, now is your time to leave. Now I'm ready to yeah. teach you and train you. Now you're ready to hear my voice so that I can order your steps and you're no longer taking your own steps and I'm having to redirect you every single <laughs> with every single step. <laughs> yes. and, and so right. the many, many are called, but few are chosen. And so we get, there are so many people who are called into the presence of God, called to come and, and to hear what it is that he wants them to do because there's so many people trying to tell themselves what it is. Well, God wants me to do this because I'm already good at this. And it's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but that ain't what God calling you to do. That's what he gave you talent to do. That's what he equipped you to do to get you through to this time. But that's not what he's called you to do. A lot of times when God has called you to do something, when you're being called to leave, it's not the thing that comes easiest. That's right. And so that's where we that's where we Amen. back up a lot of times. Amen. Because I can, I, it was easy for me to sit and listen. Lord, I can sit and listen and I can write down what you're saying, but what you want me to do what? You want me to stand up and, and to talk? You want me to, mm-hmm. to stand in front of the people? I would rather not, Lord. I'd rather sit here and listen. I can sit at your feet and I can hear what it is that you're saying. But God said, no, I've called you to lead. Many are called right. you are chosen. It's the chosen few that, okay, God, I'm, ready, I'm willing to go through the process. I know it's going to take a while, but I'm willing to go through the process to be who it is that you told me to be so I can stand before the people as a chosen vessel. Amen. And it was so uh, pointed what, what Pastor Shaleen was saying about, you know, the purification process, because when you when you submitted yourself to go through the purification process, that doesn't mean that it always feels it doesn't mean that it always, you know, the it seems glamorous yeah. because there are people who are attending to me. But no, it means that there's some things that they've got to get out of me, things that they have to tell me that aren't right about myself when I, I'm, I'm called to lead, but not just yet. I'm called yeah. to... I'm called to I'm called to to greatness in God but not just yet. I've got to learn how to how to serve. I've got to learn how to hear the voice of God. I've got to learn how to do all these things in order to get to that process where I'm now leading. Amen. 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 And you know that's so important as we look at those first two points that you've given to us is to submit or to learn to follow. And I think about the scripture where Jesus told the disciples because they were wrestling amongst themselves about who was the greatest among them. And Jesus mm-hmm. said yeah. to them, look, you need to understand something, that the greatest among you is the person who's first the servant, the That's person right. who submits themselves to God, the person who, who surrenders, who's going to be found 
serving, not found leading, but found serving, and, and recognize that as you serve, you lead. You know, and, yeah. and there is a purification process, as you were talking about, that comes in line with that. If I'm going to be a servant, then that means I have to humble myself and bring myself to a low place in order to serve. But it, I can't serve from a high place. You know, I have to be willing to be brought low in order to serve. And so sometimes I think that we have to recognize as women in leadership, as you were just saying about, you know, allowing our pride to die so that God can can use us. Even when we are brought to a mm. high place, we still find ourselves serving from a low place because we recognize yeah. that we didn't get to that place overnight. We recognize what it took for us to get to that place, and we don't take that for granted because that was a part of the process that God used to perfect those things that concerned us. Amen. And so Amen. as we look at this and we recognize, you know, those examples are so important because I think that a lot of times, when when women are or, or families are being led to ministry, you know sometimes they can be they can feel exactly how you felt, Prophet Samantha. Oh, we got like three hundred leaders here. I don't belong here, you know. But they feel that God is is tugging on them to be here, you know. And how are yeah. you going to, in a sense, compete with all of these other leaders? How are you going to stand out? And so I want to encourage, you know, those of you who are in that type of situation, don't worry about how you're going to stand out. If God calls you to that place, if that's where God wants you to be, don't worry about how you're going to stand out because God is the one who who shines the light on you. He's the one who helps them to know and to see that you are the person for the job, that you are the person to lead or that this is your particular assignment. And I say that because I went to a ministry. When we, uh, several years ago, when when, uh, Dr. George and I left uh, Florida and we moved to the Virginia area, and I went and sat in a ministry, and I enjoyed just sitting there. It came from a ministry where I led for almost 13 years to go to a ministry where where I was able to kind of hide in the background, so I thought. And I was there for three months. Just chilling, just receiving the word and just healing and and just allowing God to be used in my life. And then one Sunday, the bishop said, all right, prophetess, come forward. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm thinking this is going to pray for me. And he's like, no, I'll give you a mic, sing. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Inside of myself, I'm thinking to myself, no, bro, this is not what I'm doing. No, I, I, no. No, I'm chilling. I'm not coming for this, (laughs) you know. But when I submitted and I allowed God to use me, so it was, it wasn't easy. But there was such an impact that God did in the lives and the hearts of the people. And I think that when we recognize that we are vessels that God uses, he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, well, I guess I wanted to put this out there before I jump ahead of myself and answer my <laughs> own question. <laughs> when we look at leading, you know, does it matter whether we lead from the front, we lead from the side, or we lead from behind? Does it matter? Dr. Mm. Charlene. Actually, uh, prophetess, when you lead, you lead. It doesn't make a difference whether you're in the front, the back, or to your left, or to your right, up or down. 
you're you're just going to uh, stand out. As a leader, you have that responsibility to to be able to direct. You have that uh, responsibility to be able to follow. That you have that responsibility to be able to fit in the middle. You you're everywhere. You're in all positions, and that's that's the important for us as leaders to understand that we don't have to always be out front. I think most people, you know, get get the wrong understanding uh, uh, concerning leadership. They feel as if uh, if they're a leader that they need to be the ones out front. They always have to be out front. You always got to be in the front position. Well, realize that you're not in this in this uh, this battle or in this world by yourself. God has more than just you, you know that are that He has called to lead. So in certain instances, you will be the one that's out front. But in other examples, you will not be the one out front. But still, yet it's right. your requirement, it's your responsibility to still be a leader. So it doesn't matter whether you're in the front, the back, the rear, I mean the the, the, the right or the left, up or down. <laughs> Just know who you are in God and know that God has called you forth to be that leader. So the right. positioning doesn't make a difference. Amen. And it's Prophet Savola, one of the things <clears throat> in reference to that, um, I can remember during that time, during that time when I was there, mm. I was watching everybody. I wasn't just watching bishop and pastor. I was watching everybody. I'm watching those who who are standing up front, who have not been ordained, how they handle themselves. I'm watching those who say they've been in the church for a long time because it it does not matter whether mm-hmm. you're you think that you've been ordained or you don't even realize that you're leading a people. There are all there's always somebody watching. And so whether you feel like you're in the very the line, there's somebody coming up behind you that, wait a minute, what are they doing? How how are they mm-hmm. handling the situation? How are they walking through this uh, this time of, of, of joy? How are they walking through this time of adversity? And so it, 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 we have to realize that whether we are called to lead a large group of people or whether we're called even even just our families, there's always somebody watching us, always somebody wanting to see mm-hmm. how are you going through this in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. You know, and that leads me yeah, to the next so question true. that I had is, what about the person that feels with all that they have, you know, that God has called me to lead and he's called me to do this? You know, what are they supposed to do with that? You know, we we experience God speaking to us and God challenging us to do things that are that are extraordinary and they are beyond ourselves. And what happens when you feel challenged to do something, because we all feel challenged to do something, but it doesn't line up with what your 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 church's traditional format is. You know, and I think that mm-hmm. a lot of times people experience that challenge but we don't really like to talk about that. You know, we don't like to 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 navigate that conversation because it is it is a sensitive subject. But I think that we have to talk about it. You know, we have to to say, okay, when because you're going to face this, there will be times where, as God is 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 challenging you, that you may feel that things are supposed to go a certain way, and that mm-hmm. you may feel that this is the direction that God really wants you to go in and really wants you to be used and really wants the ministry to function in this way, but it may not be in that direction. What are you supposed to do about that? You know, 
You believe that God, with everything that you have in you, that God told you that you're supposed to leave and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that, but nobody else around you sees that. So what are you supposed to do about that? You know? Go ahead, Doc. Oh, I, I just was uh, uh, smiling uh, to myself on that uh, comment, prophetess, because um, when God has placed uh, uh, something in you that is going to carry the weight of the ministry, in a sense, he's going to provide the opportunity. He's going to, uh, it's like an open door. It's going to be presented for you to be able to go forth and do what needs to be done, to Amen. say what needs to be said. So there's no need for us to have to, you know, you know, feel like we have to push our way or force our way because we feel like nobody's listening. The opportunity will be there. The opportunity yes. will come. God will open up the door. And, and and see, what I love about God is he, 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 he always, you know, he's concerned about order. And he always Amen. has things in order. You know, and, you know, uh, uh, when, when, when it comes down to, him allowing or his, his what he wants to be done to be done, he will set the atmosphere. He will open that door so wide that you don't have no choice but to go right in it and declare and do what he has given unto you to do. And there won't be Amen. anybody bucking against you saying that's not God. It, I mean, everything will just flow. And that's what I love about him. He he knows how to operate, and, you know, everything. He knows how to, you know, place things in, in sensual order to the, to the point to where uh, uh, one person could be thinking one way, but he could change that whole thought of past, that whole thought uh, 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 of thinking at that time to allow what he wants to be done to be done. So we don't have to fight or push or shove or, or, or say, hey, you know, God gave it to me and y'all don't want to listen to me, you know. Oh, you know, this is what's going to come on you if you don't listen. You know, we don't have to go into any of that. <laughs> Just let God do what he's going to do because he's going to open the door. He will open that door for us. Amen. Amen. Prophet Samantha. What, what came to me, uh, Prophetess Savola, is that when God is preparing you to lead, he also gives you instructions before he releases that to others. And it's not so that you can lord over people or that you can, uh, like Pastor Charlene was saying, you can begin to push your own agenda, so to speak. But it's because he's trying to get you ready. And so even if nobody else understands during that time what you feel like God laid on your heart, it's because he's allowing you to get – this is the time that you're preparing in the background, that you're supposed to be getting everything ready. Because, see, the thing about it, God has called us to do something. Yes, he speaks it to us, he allows us to hear it, but there's also a, a, a process that goes along with that. I'm ready to lead this? Have I have I studied? Have I done those things that need to be done so that when the, the opportunity uh, presents itself, I'm ready to lead this in a spirit of excellence? And a lot of times, so, especially when people are, 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 are new in the, in the body of Christ and they're new to things of God, they're so excited because I heard the Lord speak, but you're really not ready to lead yet. Yeah, what you right. heard was absolutely accurate. You heard the Lord, but he called you to lead it. And so are you ready? Do you have all the pieces uh, together? And then this is a beautiful thing. So God told you that this is it's supposed to be going on in the church. This is the next thing that's supposed to be happening. Okay, so have you uh, 
um, and you presented it and, and it wasn't received just yet. You have to understand that God will open that door, like Pastor Charlene was saying. But can I, am I uh, submitted enough to, to wait for God to open that door so that I can walk in smoothly? And a lot of times what happens is, um, well, nobody, nobody uh, they didn't receive me, so now I'm gone. And what, in, in the process of that, now you're out of order because God right. desired for you to lead that particular thing. He was preparing you and he was opening the door, but maybe it wasn't all about the pastor of the church or the, the leader of that particular ministry. Maybe it was about God teaching you something and training you in the midst of it. How are you going to handle rejection when mm-hmm. it comes? How are you going to handle when, when everybody's not receiving you but you're called to do something? Are you mm, going to right. go through the, the preparation process? Will you be like David? Yes, you're called to lead, but not yet. Mm, Will right. you handle it in 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 the correct um, in the right spirit? And I'm gonna just leave it right there, Prophetess Tavola. You know, and that's absolutely true because Jesus said, I go right back to the scripture where He reminded them that the greatest among you is supposed to be the least, the servant. And mm-hmm. I think that we, when we believe that God has called us to do something. We tend to want to skip through all the other components. When Esther had to, to come before the king, she couldn't skip through all the things that she had learned about the appropriate protocol. She had to be willing to submit herself to that protocol and, and in a sense, say, okay, this is the protocol. I, I recognize this. And so how do I approach the king in a way that, is not going to be considered disrespectful to him because his previous wife had already disrespected him and mm-hmm. I already know mm-hmm. what happened with her. Yes. So how do I <laughs> position myself appropriately to do what God is calling me to do? And that was it took her to submit to the will of God for her life and to recognize that God is smart. He does not need us to work things out in order for us to do what he's called us to do. There are situations and times where God will challenge us to push beyond where we are so that we can build our faith. But we have to Mm -hmm. recognize that not in every situation is God saying that you got to go to warfare with everybody so that you can do what God has called you to do. And that's something that we have to learn. That is a lesson in leadership. Not everybody is against you. So Not true. every situation is 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 your vice. Not every test. Not everything is a test. Not everything is that battle. But if you don't go in with your eyes open wide, then you'll think that everyone is against you and that no one understands what you're going through, or and you'll fall prey to the attacks of the enemy that will make you feel that see they don't they don't know what you called to do. They they mm-hmm. they don't recognize the anointing that's on your life. You need to go somewhere else. And then you find yourself hopping from one assignment to the other because God is trying to birth something more in you, but you're not willing mm-hmm. to first be servant. And that's, you have and, and to first be servant. And that's state prophetess, though. Uh, what happens is they become polluted. And when you become polluted. You you're not purified. That you, you, you wash away everything yes. that you went forth to obtain, you know, the gift that God has placed on you that, that, that to lead. So you cannot allow those things to, 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 to gravitate to you. 
you know, being dogmatic, I just got to show somebody. You don't have to show anything. God, it's, it's all of God's purpose and it's all of, of God's will. And, and, and right. everything that we say and do should be, you know, for him, not for us. We don't have to display anything right. about ourselves. And I think mm-hmm. that's what happens with a lot of women in ministry is that we get dogmatic. You know, we feel like we got to preach like a man. We got to, we feel like we got to be, you know, so strong and, and, and voiceful with what we do. We can't be the real women, you know, to be the real woman that we are, you know, the one that's soft-spoken, easy-going, you know, all of that is who we are. When God mm-hmm. is not Amen. trying to change us, he's not trying to make us be like a man, you know, as a woman, Amen. right? He, he wants us to, 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 to take on that characteristic of who we are, but... Amen, amen. You know, Doc, you're absolutely right. God wants us to be the woman that he's called us to be and to step out in the way that he's called us to step out. He's not looking for us to, you know, look look at Esther. Let's look at Esther. When she approached the king, she didn't, she didn't take off who she was, the training that he mm-hmm. equipped her for the type of woman that he, he had allowed for her to be, to be presentable mm-hmm. to the king. But she used that as a way to be able to, to use her influence to let the king know, hey, I'm still respecting you. I'm still honoring you. Um, and, and, but this is a situation that's going on, and I don't even think you understand it. You know, mm-hmm. and so she was able to reach out to him in a way that he would be able to receive it. And I think sometimes, as as not just women uh, overall, but women in leadership, that we're not willing to to submit ourselves because we have some form of entitlement that we've been mm-hmm. through enough that where we shouldn't have to deal with certain things a certain way. But I think that. We have to overcome that. We we have to, to first be servant. We have to first be purified. And if you find yourself in a situation as a woman of faith where you're beginning to challenge the situation because you feel like it's, it's you know, well, I'm, I'm this and I'm that, and you begin to exalt your title and you forget about the fact that you're supposed to be servant first, then that's mm-hmm. a clue to you to let you know that you could be going down the wrong road with your thought process on where you are. If you've got mm-hmm. to push forward the title before you push forward the servant, then guess what? You might be going down the wrong road. You might be putting yourself in a situation where you're exalting yourself and exalting what you feel entitled to above the plan of God for your life. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. you are. I'm not saying that you aren't. I'm saying that it's something that we need to consider as God is challenging us to lead from another level. And once we recognize that God has told us that we're leaders, that we've got to be willing to submit to his voice. And then sometimes mm-hmm. we've got to recognize, as Prophet Samantha was saying, that people are watching us because they may yes. feel God is telling them to lead, but they don't know they don't know if it's truly God. And so they're watching mm-hmm. us to see how we respond to the voice of God and, and mm-hmm. to see how we're doing what we believe God wants us to do. And if that lines up with something, then that shows them the example of how they're supposed to be. You know, because, it, you know, how, how are they supposed to know when it's God speaking to them, when he's prompting mm-hmm. them to lead, unless those of us who are at the forefront and, and who are leading begin to show that this is how God operates and this is how God moves and this is how God speaks. But if we're mm-hmm. if we're sitting on the sidelines and we've got our heads 
in the clouds or we're, we're looking down upon everyone else because we're finally leading from the front and we forget <laughs> that we have to be the servant first, then that person doesn't know how to submit themselves to the prompting of God to complete the process to be the leader that God wants them to be. You know, and so then I had another question to pose to you ladies today is how do you know when it is God prompting you to lead? You know, uh, uh, you know, Prophet Samantha, you kind of alluded to that a little bit earlier when you were talking about sometimes you know it's God, you know it fits in line, but you're reluctant because you deal with there's so many things that you, you have at the, on the on the and the at the forefront that you know have to be dealt with, so you ignore him because you're like, well, can't be time because Lord knows I got to deal with this, I got to deal with that, can't be <laughs> How do you know when it's God that's prompting you to leave? Prophet Amen. Prophetess, prophetess you, you keep coming right down my alley. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> how do you know when it's, it's God that's prompting you to, to lead? You know, one of the things that for me, Prophetess Savola, that I, I've I've seen God do is that it's always bigger than me. It always takes me outside of my comfort zone, and it's never just about me. And and so one of those, even when we look at look at Esther, uh, can't you imagine just being? You know, when I when I think back to to when I was at Faith Life and seeing all of those people being ordained, and and then hearing God tell me to to do certain things or to say certain things, and I'm like, but God, there's so many people here. She's a prophetess. He's a prophet, you know. Let let them let them say it. Let them do it because I don't I don't want to deal with any backlash. I don't. I just want to sit over here and be comfortable. But when God is calling you to lead, a lot of times it takes you out of your your comfort zone. And I mm-hmm. I just think, can't you imagine? Esther was like, you know, when when Mordecai came to her, Esther was like, all these women in here competing for a position, and, and <laughs> let one of them put put their life on the line. Why do I have to put my right. life on the line? Because that's what you're asking me to do. And so that's what that's what true leadership is. It's it's asking you to put your life on on the line. Not my will, but Lord, your will be done. Yes. And so Amen. when you're talking about leading, that means that I'm 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 submitted to God. I I want to hear his voice. It's not about me walking or being comfortable in the things of the world, but it's about me hearing the word and saying, Lord, I'll do what it is that you want me to do. So how do I know when it's God, when when it, it pulls me out of out of everything that I would be comfortable doing. Wait a minute, I thought I was just here being 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 uh, prepared to be this beauty queen. I didn't know that. I thought I was just here because I was ready to be arm candy. I didn't know that this song requires something of me. When when you're called, when you know it's how do you know it's God? It requires something of you. Not not yeah. of the ordinary, but it takes you beyond what you're comfortable with, what you know. It's it's more than even just the the preparation process. When it's God calling you to lead, it's a, okay. Now it's time for me to do more. Now it's time for me to step out. Now it's time for me to put my life on the line. That's how you know when it's, wow. it's God calling you to lead. Hey, wow, Doctor Charlene, you want to add? Oh my God! What else can be added to that? The prophet is hit it right on the head. It's, it's it's no more I, but Christ that lives in me. And you know, first uh, Second Corinthians five and seventeen says, "Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature." It says, yeah. "All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new." That's that purification process. I'm new in God. 
So it's no longer I, but it's Christ that lives in me that leads. That's what I'm living for. That's what we're 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 we're, we're existing for. So prophet is here to write on the head. It, you know, there's nothing else that can be added to that. <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah. You know, this has been an awesome, awesome segment, and I know women's lives are going to be touched through the things that we've shared today and our topic on recognizing that you were called to lead as a woman. God has called you to lead. And and the story that comes in the scripture that reminds us of that, that you've been chosen for such a time as this. Yeah, in the Old Testament, that's where we see it. But also look in the New Testament with Mary, the mother of Jesus, how God mm-hmm, selected mm-hmm. her to be the leader and to carry the leader uh, of uh, our king, our, our, our soon coming king, you know, the Lamb of God, the King of Kings, the, you know, the Lamb that was supposed to be slain or who was slain for us. God chose Mary to to carry him and to bring him forth. God could have just allowed yeah. him to magically appear upon the earth, but he chose the woman of faith to believe, and she had to stand against all the odds and, and, in order to bring forth the child of God, the son of God. And so mm-hmm. if God can use us in that light, do you think that he forfeits us and says that you're not worthy to be used? No, he does not. He uses any of us, all shapes, sizes, whatever our gender is, he uses us. And so we need to recognize that male or female, God has still called us to lead. So whether you lead from the front or the side or behind, it doesn't matter. You're still chosen to be the leader that God has called you to be. Amen. I, you know what, ladies, we can we can we can dive even deeper into this topic, but I know that Bishop is going to take us even further as we <laughs> go into next Saturday yeah. talking about Amen. the influence that God has given us as women and how to recognize how to use that influence positively to impact those who God has placed in our lives. And so we're gonna we're going to uh, defer to next week and we're going to take a pause <laughs> for the cause. You know, we're going to pray and close out, but I want to invite you all to continue to join in on the conversation. This this month is a power path month really dealing with the woman issue of leading and recognize how we as women have to lead no matter where we are. And so today you know, now you know, if you didn't know it before, now you know. God has called you. He's chosen you to lead. You were called to leave. So what are you going to do about that? Are you going to are you going to sit on your laurels? Are you going to sit in the background and, and be quiet and not do anything? Or are you going to even be, as Dr. Charlene said, speak from the background and say, hey, maybe we should do this? Are you going to be like Prophet Samantha and say, hey, uh, 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 I don't think that I fit, but God, you called me here. You told me to be here. So I'm going to continue to press out because I know that, that you're working on some things. And then when God elevates you in time, then you launch forth like a rocket, you know, knowing that your three, two, one count has already taken place and God has called you to go forth and be the woman of faith that he wants you to be. So whether you lead it from the front, whether you lead it from the side, or whether you lead it from behind, you still have been called to lead. So, Dr. Charlene, you know, if you have any closing remarks for us as we exit this broadcast today, but we will surely come back next Saturday at 9 a.m., to continue this conversation. Amen, Prophetess. I'm just so excited about, you know, women in leadership and, and and to know that we have been called to lead. There is a place for us, you know, not, you know, uh, uh, 
to be able to go forth and to lead within ministry and and and, and within the body of Christ. And I'm just excited about being who I am in God, and I, I'm excited about you know just seeing you and prophetess and and knowing of the uh, of the gift that God has placed on your lives and how you have that liberty to be able to go forth and 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 minister and and, and lead as leading ladies. So we thank God for you all. We thank God for all the many others that are out there being that primary example of kingdom women, you know, and and to know and to encourage others to let them know that, you know what, God has placed a call on your life and he's placed that call on your life for you to be who he has called you to be. So be strong and be mighty and be powerful in the honor of knowing who you are as a mighty woman of God. And Papa Samantha, if you would close us out this morning with a word of prayer as we go and carry on into our weekend and our week, knowing that God has really set us up to be women who lead. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, Lord God. You are mighty and you are strong, Lord God. We thank you that you have equipped us, Lord God, as women, as men, to to be your leaders, Lord God, to be your examples on this. Father God, we pray, Lord God, that even as we can go through the process, for those who may be questioning their leadership call, Lord God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Father, that you are uh, equipping them to hear your voice first and foremost, Lord that you're equipping them to submit and to be humble before you, Father. We thank you and we praise you right now, Lord God, that we begin to see how we are leading in every aspect of our lives, Lord God, whether big or small, Lord God, and that we are willing to to not only hear from you but to study your word to show ourselves approved, Lord, that we may be the godly example that you call to be. And so as we go forth throughout this Lord God, and and come the coming week, Lord God, we Lord God that we continue to 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 feed ourselves, Lord God, with Your Word, to hear Your voice, to to allow You to order our steps as we continue to go forth. In Jesus' name, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, as we say in every broadcast, we know that this what we're sharing with you today is impactful to you. So we encourage you to share it with someone else. Share it with them, you know, especially women in leadership need to hear and those who feel that they've been called. Maybe you have a friend that has been saying, hey, I believe that God wants me to do this. I believe that God wants me to to go about it in this way. I want to encourage you to share this broadcast, especially this this series that we have going on here on Women Camp about kingdom women leadership with them because this is pertinent to them as leaders. This will help them to be edified and empowered to lead as God will have us to lead as the women of faith. So share this, share this word of knowledge, share this gift of hope to someone today. And I also want to encourage you as we continue to push forward, we are we are venturing to to do women camp workshops nationwide and, and, and God has blessed us to have, you know, a few places to, to ignite and start this out. And and so we're encouraging you to share with us you know, some areas. If you'd like for us to come to your area, then and post it on, on our website, on our Facebook page, or even on our blog radio site, letting us know that you want us to come to your area. And we'll get some information out to you, letting you know about the updates of what we're doing with our Women Camp Workshop Series. God bless you. Thank we you. love you guys so much. And thank you so much for joining us on the broadcast today. And we know that God will continue to do great and mighty things in your life as we continue forward. God bless you, Prophet Samantha. God bless you, Dr. Charlene. Love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Love you too. God bless you all. Bye bye. God bless you. Bye bye.